Welcome to another edition of Sidewalk Talk. I'm Steve Fortunato, founder of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in Buffalo, New York. Uh, what we do is we help companies uh, tell their story, stories that connect uh, and ultimately help their business grow. And uh, Sidewalk Talk is about storytelling. We talk to different members uh, of the community. Uh, we uh, learn more about their stories and hopefully uh, those of you watching on YouTube or, or, or listening on any of your uh, on iTunes or wherever you're downloading this, the, the episode hopefully you can uh, learn something from our guests and, and take it with you and however whatever you're doing in business and in life and today we have Kevin Evanetsky who is the owner of Social Yeah. Kevin thanks for dressing up for the occasion appreciate I, that. This is uh, how I dress. <laughs> <laughs> you're showing me up. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Kevin was all in on this and said he's going to wear his, his best clothes for this episode. He wants to make sure that, uh, you know, he, yeah, so thanks. Anyway, Kevin and I go way back. In fact, I remember Kevin before he was Mr. Big Business Owner. Uh, Kevin was dressed up in a bunny suit. Uh, if, you, if you listen to KISS 98.5, a uh, radio station in Buffalo, uh, Kevin and Miguel were part of the morning show. Were you interns? Or you, or you actually that was the shtick, but we were paid. You were paid, minimum. okay. So you can, and uh, I just remember those days um, because Kevin was dressed up in a bunny suit on live TV, and uh, like broke his ankle or something. So you've come a long way since the bunny suit. I am now. I'm being interviewed by Steve Fortunato, yeah. and apparently I have a story to tell. You do. And you have a great story actually, because I also remember, Kev. I don't. I don't know if you were in school. So were you ever working at KISS when you were in college or no? Yes, you were. Okay. Buff State, go Bengals. So I don't know if you were in school at the time or not, uh, but you were a young kid and you were talking to me about your IRA and how the money you saved because you were a big famous disc jockey out at the clubs. So um, I knew you had business in you from there. And then eventually Kevin and I worked together uh, in, in a marketing realm. But now he's got a very successful and a great business. Uh, any kind of social media uh, th that I need uh, help with, we come to Kevin and his team. Um, but let's go back. So you, you grew up in, in West Seneca. Yep. All right. And so you went to school for what? Just general business. Because you knew you wanted to be in business. I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I always remember being the kid that would get the neighborhood kids to go shovel and then be the one to divvy up the money at the end, right? If you did six driveways and everyone paid you 10 bucks, there's six kids, you can do the math, everyone gets 10 bucks and leaves. And most of the time, I'd be the only one that on Sunday was like, let's go do it again. Well, everyone's at uh, Hills probably at the time or Ames or something, right? Those old stores, buying toys. But yeah, I, I just, I always liked doing that stuff. I always wanted to find ways to do more. So when we were in the nightclubs and throwing parties and doing different stuff at the radio station and people had websites, I said, why don't we have photos on MySpace instead of photos on these websites? Because if you can get photos on MySpace, you can get them to follow your MySpace page. If you're on a website, they leave the website. You have no way of getting back in touch with them. And that transitioned to Facebook and said, we used to do put photos on websites, photos in blogs. It's like put photos on Facebook because then people are going to find you and they're going to connect with you and they're going to follow you. And now they have to go to your Facebook to see the photos. So I was always into that kind of stuff, like building up followers and getting people to want stuff and and just growing databases and like growing your IRA when you're 18 and putting two grand in now. Well, you were also, <clears throat> you like music then. What was the DJing thing for? You did a lot of 
you were at a lot of clubs. I would assume that was, was that after you were 18? How did that work? Was that after you were 21? You did a lot of club appearances. Yeah, well, well, DJing was just, it was a way to make good money. And to get DJing gigs, though, to make the good money, you had to make sure there were people at your parties, right? There were people at the nightclub. So lots of different marketing or just knowing people or shouting out messages, trying to get people to come to your events. That's where the MySpace and that's where the websites and blogs and photos, these are all tactics to get people to come to your events. So being a DJ, you're not going to get paid to DJ if no one's at your event. So I always took more of a marketing route, right? So it's important that the music was when you're playing in these bars and clubs, getting people to come was equally as important. The things you did at the event, like take photos of people and put them onto MySpace, take photos of people and put them onto Facebook. You're actually marketing seven days a week that way. And the experience after you go to a party is sometimes just as important as the experience at the party. Because you know? a lot of people do things and they go places just so they can take a photo. And that's what we did back in the 2000s, to be honest with you, is people were at a party and you document it and then when Monday rolls around, they're like, oh, I wanna see these photos, I wanna see these pictures. And from there, we just built different marketing platforms. It's the original Hollywood effect. So, so I remember you telling me you were doing social media before social media or AOL was social media, or what, you know, or a, what was that called again? Yeah, back in the day for different um, parties and stuff, Instant Messenger, AOL, you could message people. <laughs> we, so we'd use like our, our different, different people had screen names and you had databases of the people that you were connected to. So back then you might be connected to 40 people or 80 people, and they're just your friends that you know from school. Um, so if I had 80 people I was connected to, and my friend had 80 people that he was connected to, and his friend had 80 people he was connected to. Now you're connected to 240 people. So we would cut and paste messages in the instant messenger. Hey, there's a party at this place, you should come. Hey, there's a party at this place, you should come. Hey, there's, and it, so it was pretty much doing what social media is now back in the early 2000s to mass promote something to a lot of people online. Except now you can go on Facebook and you can post the same message and you don't have to have all these different accounts and all these different screen names. Does that make sense? Yeah, you've been, even from the beginning though, you've always been like, this Facebook thing is gonna be big. Why did you know that Facebook was going to, and still is? I mean, there's everyone, about once a month, I send you an article that I read that says Facebook is going to die. Then you get yeah. very upset. You've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. It started with Google Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I believe at one point, yeah. you wanted, I had to get another job because Google yeah. Plus came and that was going to destroy Facebook. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if I ever knew Facebook was going to be this big. I just knew how humans acted, right? And it just even back in like the 90s, there were a, a few websites that would take pictures of people at bars and nightclubs and events and put them on the website. And they were always the most popular websites in Buffalo, New York, when it came to the millennial demographic because that's what people want. They, they love photos. They love looking back at things. And as that transitioned to MySpace, um, I think the different entities that I was with, we said, I don't want to figure out how to build a website and put photos on a website. You can just upload them to MySpace instantly. And then with Facebook, there was all of a sudden just a lot more people, right? Cause it, and, and then it started getting a little bit more mainstream. Because MySpace, it was still like people who could code a little bit and who could 
figure out how to, you kind of needed to know like some HTML type stuff, right? So MySpace was a little bit harder. There was like glitter flying everywhere. <laughs> there were sounds. It probably sounds really um, foreign if you're not involved with it. But when Facebook came, it was like the simpler MySpace. So more people got on. And then all of a sudden like Google Plus and you tell me, oh, Facebook is done. What I always used to tell people is MySpace had a very limited ceiling of people that joined, right? So I don't even know, don't quote me on this, but I, I don't think MySpace ever had more than um, 100 million users. And then with Facebook, because it was so much easier to use, but it was the same characteristics. Your friends are on there, you can go, you can quickly chat, you can post photos, everybody can see them. But it was simpler to use, 200,000, 400,000, you know, half a, or millions, half a billion people are on there. That never happened in MySpace. It never happened at AOL. So when people were always trying to compare Facebook to MySpace and AOL, um, it, it has never had the pure volume. Mom never really got on AOL Instant Messenger. Like nobody was messaging their moms in the 90s, right? Nobody was messaging grandma or Aunt Helen. Nobody was messaging people from their workplace 20 years ago, right? On MySpace, you weren't connecting with old coworkers. You weren't connecting with kids you went to grade school with. So that stuff never happened. You get on Facebook and it was all your college kids, all your peers, and then once mom got on Facebook, it was over because mom put all this energy into creating her Facebook profile, right? It's like buying your, your starter home, your first home, right? It's always your starter home. This is my starter home. Next thing you know, right? Most, a lot of people, they're there for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. That's like Facebook. When you invest all this time and energy, think of the moms in your life that have invested all this time to learn that platform. Most moms don't have time to do that again and do that again. Go learn Snapchat. Go learn Instagram. Go learn Twitter. Go learn Google+. So it never happens. And what, what, happens are the kids go and learn because the kids have infinite time, right? The younger demographics, I can learn 16 things in one month, but somebody who's a little bit older with kids and more responsibilities, I just learned Facebook. Now you want me to go learn this all over again? Now I need another app? As we grow older, we want less, right? If we take one photo, we want as many people as we can to see it. So what are you saying? What do you, so the, because I also hear, wow, oh, there's no kids on Facebook. They're never going to be on it. So Facebook is just for the, the, the fastest growing demographic on Facebook is 50 plus women. Or what's, what is Facebook becoming? Or what is it? I mean, Facebook is kind of like the family reunion. Like everyone's there, right? And who doesn't want to go to a family reunion? The young well, kids. A lot of people don't. Oh, well, gotcha. <laughs> it's usually the younger kids, right? Because they don't got it. They don't have memories with the cousins from 20 years ago, right? But at the end of the day, how many businesses are going after 18-year-old money, right? Yes, there are some businesses that target 19-year-olds. It's very few and far between. That's why there's not a ton of radio stations and TV stations that go after that demographic. There are tons of radio stations and TV stations that go after which demographic? Well, the standard is twenty five fifty four, which is just phony. But it would what's be the most expensive? The what's the most expensive TV stations, radio stations? What's the demographic? Cost the most to reach? A lot well, of the times, the, the mom, the disposable yeah, I income. Mean, that's, they have the money, right? Well, that, no, I mean not always. But I hear what you're saying. It's 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 really based on supply and demand, right? But yeah, a lot of people want to uh, talk to the group that has the money to spend now. Right? That's what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's why Facebook is valuable because you're talking to the moms who have the disposable income to spend now. You're talking to people, yeah, 40 plus. Right. And 
they're not in a hurry to go find three new apps. They're not in a hurry to go learn TikTok. Now they might slowly over time because their kids are using it and they want to be involved in their kid's life. So they may slowly go over there and have three followers or 10 followers, but they don't use it the same. Right now, that could change. It's changing the most with Instagram. So how, okay, so um, right now, a, a lot of businesses are struggling uh, to find uh, employees and customer service. They want that help. They want that 20-something, or the, the kid out of high school, right? So 18 to 24-year-olds. Are you saying we can't? talk to those people on Facebook? They're on Facebook. Um, I don't think they're using it as much as a 44-year-old woman is using Facebook. Um, they may check it once a week or once a day. Where are they? Are they on Instagram? Instagram? Definitely on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it comes down to you got to grab their attention, right? And unfortunately, if you're um, a boring business, and you're looking to hire these, you, you gotta really break through in a different way if you're trying to get their attention on Instagram. So your traditional ways of reaching them isn't gonna work if you just put that onto Instagram, you put that onto Facebook, or even if you say, hey, there's a bunch of 18 to 24 year olds on TikTok, and you're a, a grocery store chain that, hey, come work here, and that's not gonna work on TikTok. So you gotta adjust your messaging to the brand, but yes, I would say there's more 18 to 24 year olds on Instagram, active 20 times, 30 times, 80 times a day, that doesn't necessarily mean they're not on Facebook, they're just not going on as much. Or they're sharing less on Facebook because when you share on Facebook, everybody at your family reunion sees it. Yeah. When you share on Instagram, very few people see it. It's probably just your friends from school and a couple other cooler aunts or uncles or cousins that you deem worthy enough to being able to follow you on Instagram. So you brought up a good point, whether it's for recruitment, recruiting a talent or whatever product they're selling. A lot of companies make that mistake. Maybe their messaging on, on social media is uh, within the is on brand, but it's not a message that connects with people that are on social. It, it has to. You got to be on brand, but it can't just be like a traditional ad. Yeah, right? it's not going to break through. So if you were trying to recruit on Instagram, I would put other 20-year-olds in your ads, right? And let them tell the story of how much they love working for your place. And it's kind of a strategy that Social Yeah tries to do on our Instagram and our Facebook is we don't say, hey, you should come work here. We just show pictures of the different things that we do and the people that work here. And we've seen over time in interviews and just casually people telling us how this seems like a very fun, seems like a cool place to work. And the only place we put that message out is Facebook and Instagram and we do zero selling. We just tell our story with fun photos and you know, Instagram pillows. Mm -hmm. like tra contrasts nice mm -hmm. with your expensive Italian suit. Yeah, looks nice with that too. So authentic storytelling was all about, right? Yeah. That, that, I mean, it's, it's, so this is what I also, I, I work with a lot of digital companies and a lot of really smart people and, and good people. And one thing that you guys bring to the table and you lead the way on it, and you don't think of yourself as uh, someone that, you always never thought of yourself as a marketer, it feels like. You never thought of yourself as a salesperson. You always said, uh, but you are. Yeah, I, one, you're, you're a salesperson and you're a good one, um, but you're not, uh, how am I putting it, I don't want to offend anybody, but you're, um, uh, in the digital world, 
you understand the importance of being on brand. You understand how the end user is thinking. And a lot of times, what I find in the digital world and in different people is, well, this is what, on paper, this is what you do. You're going to improve your SEO, your search engine optimization, by doing this on social media. You're going to have this blog post, and you're going to do all this. Because on paper, that is true. It mm -hmm. would all increase, it would all work for your SEO. You're going to have, but, but the problem is you've got to have good content. And when we make good content, content that connects. Content that people want to consume and then want to share or react to. And so, and that's where you can come, where, where you're different in that you understand that. And it's more about, it's not necessarily the process. It's about the message before the delivery. And you're all about that. And you, you, uh, I think we connect in that we both believe in, in the power of telling stories. And it sounds like that's what, you, that's what you're actually, your, your strategy is doing that as well for your own company. Yeah, in finding the right audience and how is it going to resonate with them. And, that, and that's where a lot of people, I think, struggle on Facebook and Instagram because we take corporate messages that are meant for a billboard. And you can't just take the billboard, right? Like someone's driving in a car, they have... They see it. It doesn't work the same on social media. Um, you can't just take it and put it in a news feed because people will react different. And people are turned off by things that look polished on social media sometimes, too polished. Things that stock photos, things like that. So you really got to just adjust your message and adjust your story to the audience, to the platform, and, and you'll be all right. And like you said, having the content is not just the strategy because if no one's seeing it, what's the point really? So, all right, I want to, uh, in the last few minutes, talk about business itself. Um, advice for people. There's a lot of young people that are thinking, okay, I want to start my own business. Um, how long has this been now? Ten years? Nine years? Yeah, eight, nine, something like that. Right, I actually remember when, um, uh, I won't get into uh, I told someone, I, I, you, I, I, wanted, I wanted you to be on this other team. And I said, uh, this guy's a social media expert. And I remember being told, well, what makes him a social media expert? I'm like, well, what do you think he goes to school for? I mean, you gotta have a degree? This is 10 years ago. And I remember saying to you, I was like, I think you should really uh, do that own, your own business thing. I think now's the time. Um, he, sh he should have told me to invest in suits. Okay. You should have sent me to now, a, now you're, a clothing store. It's not a delivery. <laughs> Just keep that to yourself. Bad delivery. <laughs> All right, so what, obviously you're glad you did it. The company's doing great. You have great employees. Um, uh, Advice. Yeah, what is it? What Collect data from the first day. And that's where I think a lot of businesses struggle. And social media is not that hard at the end of the day. Like what we do is not rocket science. We just have processes and we stick to it and a plan and a strategy and we just execute day after day, week after week, month after month, and we stick with it. It's a marathon. But if you're starting a business, collect data, every email address from every customer that you come in contact with because that is what social media is all about. So the same story we told earlier about radio and DJing, all it was is being able to get people that are inside an event and get them to come check you out again on Monday to see your photos. You're just taking that data from the event and now putting it online on Monday so you just constantly remarket to them. And I see restaurants, for example, 10 happy customers come in, 10 happy customers leave. When are you gonna talk to them again? If you got their email address, you can send them an email the next day. You can thank them. 
And now, without getting into advanced conversations, but then you can take those emails and upload them to Facebook and serve them an ad, even if they're not following you. And now you can take those and upload them onto Instagram. Do the same thing. And if you deem that you need to be on TikTok for whatever reason as a brand right now, I'm sure TikTok's advertising is going to eventually, if not already, because I haven't looked into it, allow you to upload those 10 emails over there and serve ads to those 10 happy customers that just walked out. But most businesses don't do that. They let them walk out and they hope that they think to come back to them. And during the next two weeks, three weeks, four months, there's a million other people sending messages to them. And they may have loved your food, but they just forgot about you because somebody else is talking to them more. So no matter what the business is, collect data. Collect data. Yeah, even if you're just a salesperson and you met 50 people um, going door to door and you have their things, at some point you could send them a... Merry Christmas email, Happy New Year. Hey, my name's Joe, I don't know if you remember me, but I saw you a little while ago. Happy New Year. Those types of things, data is the most important. That's why Facebook is Facebook, it has all this data, and then it scares people, because they have too much data. Even though you can go turn off all the data points that you don't want them to have, and you can protect yourself from all those things that you might not want them to have, like your birth date or different things like that, except nobody goes and does it. Same reason mom doesn't go and start a Snapchat for the most part. It's so time consuming. We like things that are easy. We like things that are simple. Minimalistic. Apple, right? It's a very easy, simple, beautiful brand. And that's what Facebook was. And um, now, though, Facebook is hard, so the one thing I will say is a lot of businesses are gravitating towards Instagram or Twitter because it's so easy to type something out and send a tweet, take a photo, a couple hashtags, put it out there. Um, but it's hard to gain traction, and you're doing it because it's easier, yet mom is on Facebook, grandma's on Facebook, grandpa, Uncle Charlie. And that is most businesses we run into a lot of the time, outside of recruitment, um, outside of you know younger skewing things are going after the moms and dads of the households you know and they're on Facebook all the time hmm. what's the uh, one more thing on business what's what's the hardest part um, processes processes so that you can grow and you can scale. So what I know today and what I can do for somebody today, how can I teach that to somebody to do tomorrow? The same exact way with the same exact results. Um, that's the hardest is being able to scale and do what you can for one person for 10 and then for 50 and then for 100. And the only way you can do that is through processes and sticking to it and having standards and kind of simplifying things like Chipotle. Hmm. Yeah, you tell me that all the time. What, what are you reading now? Um, I can't say his last name. He uses a setup, the Mike M guy, right? He does the, um, yeah, the, yeah. the pumpkin book mm -hmm. and Profit First and um, Mike... I don't know. <laughs> it's no. Something like that. Profit First. If you yeah. search Profit First, he wrote that book and his name's Mike. So I'm mm -hmm. reading his stuff because it's, it's about scaling and, and figuring out what you're really good at and then just doing more of that. Gary Vee's pushing his TikTok. You've mentioned it like five times in this conversation. It's just the new hot shiny thing. And unfortunately in social media, the new hot shiny thing is not what 95% of businesses should do. Yeah. Yet it is what 90% We gotta be on TikTok. Everybody keeps talking about it. Let everyone else spend two to three years figuring it out, failing, trying to, right? If, if you're a huge brand that has billions of dollars, go ahead and experiment. If you're a local restaurant that probably has a 2% marketing budget, if you've even given yourself that, you don't need to be wasting your time on TikTok. But it's the hot 
new shiny thing and brands are doing it and celebrities are doing it. Um, it's just what a lot of kids and teens and college kids are using. Um, and we always think that whatever the younger generations are doing, it's going to be the next hot thing. But Snapchat, got any businesses on Snapchat that you were? <laughs> I mean, even Twitter, they haven't figured out, you know, because it's the demographic. It's the audiences that are that's on Twitter. It's not mainstream America for the most part. Actually, I mean, it is mainstream America. It's not mom. At the end of the day, mom rules everything. The woman of the household or, right, she runs everything in the marketing world. That's why Facebook. Yeah, and that's why Twitter isn't. Mom's not on Twitter. Mom's she, on Facebook. Mom's on Facebook. Mom's slowly getting onto Instagram because a lot of people are going to Instagram because they want to share things on Instagram that the whole family reunion doesn't see. Mm -hmm. I want to share some photos. I don't need my sixth cousin commenting. So, so I'm going to go over here where it's a little smaller circle on Instagram. Um, and there's some, you know, moms that check out Snapchat and TikTok and to keep an eye on the kids and stuff or, you know, but it's the mom of the household, right? It's the reason all the most popular shows are on Sunday nights at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., right? It's when mom's watching. Yeah. It's, it's what I learned a long time ago. All right, let's wrap up. Out of time, but two things. I know Duke, basketball, and then the Pittsburgh Steelers. Somehow. Why? <laughs> Rod Woodson. Woodson. Favorite player? Woodson. He was great. Favorite Purdue. player? Yeah, when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you, whoever your favorite player plays for, that's the team that you like. Mm -hmm. And um, Bobby Hurley for Duke. And then I saw them play Canisius at the Memorial mm -hmm. Auditorium in like 1992. or. So Leitner was on the team? Leitner, Hurley, Hill. Hurley hurt his ankle, sat out the second half. I was a little disappointed. I remember being in the nosebleeds, seeing him with a leg up. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and then you just keep liking them and people buy you a whole bunch of Duke stuff and now my kids have Duke stuff and still like the Bills and Sabres though. If I gotta pick anybody, Bills and Sabres. Be great for our economy, great for marketing. All right, Kevin Vanetsky, good job. All right, that's it. Um, thanks to our, our sponsor, without them that uh, Sidewalk Talk couldn't, uh, we couldn't do the Sidewalk Talk. Uh, Vandalay Industries and George and his team, thanks again for everything. Thanks for watching on YouTube and, and listening on um, wherever you download your podcast. It's, uh, where is it, iTunes? What are the other things it's on? Spotify. Spotify and all those things. You could so. find that stuff out less time worrying about how good you look. I don't worry about how good I look. Oh, you're just natural? Yes. Can I try this on? No, it wouldn't fit. No. Too big. Okay. All right, anyway, that's a wrap. Thanks, and until next time.